0: Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessman of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to our podcast today. I have a special guest. He's actually our speaker from our <coughs> January luncheon. His message talked a lot about supporting your government officials. He actually is a government official. It's, his name is Nathan Dom. He represents Oklahoma in uh, District 33 in the state senate, and uh, I'm actually really excited to have him on here because the topic that he talked about earlier this month. Uh, I think is really timely because we're really close to the, uh, an inauguration, we're really close to a change uh, in our government and uh, just I, I believe we're at a really uh, crucial point in our country and so now more than ever I think we need to find ways to support our, uh, our representatives. So first of all, Nathan, thank you for joining us and uh, thank you for speaking to our group and really touching on a topic that I think we all need to hear. Always glad to be with you and I appreciate the opportunity to, to join you on the podcast and being at the luncheon this this month was great as always, so uh, honored to be a part of it. Yeah, you're one of the, I mean, we obviously get a couple uh, representatives that will show up, uh, but you're probably the most consistent, so I want to thank you for supporting our group and, and making the time to come out. We know that, you know, you have a, a business to run and obviously you... Uh, are gone for a portion of the year. So we appreciate you taking out the time to especially spend time with us, but uh, definitely speak to us. I I do want to give the listeners a little bit better understanding of who you are. And I don't know that I can accurately kind of explain that. So if you don't mind, uh, give everybody a little bit better understanding of who you are, kind of what got you into politics and uh, give them a kind of a a, a backstory to uh, how you got to where you are today.
1: Well, I kind of – my my foray into into government was a little bit different than, than most people. Um, so uh, my parents moved to the Broken Arrow area uh, when I was just two years old to attend Bible school and um, moved our family over to uh, Romania yeah. as missionaries when I was 10 years old. So I lived a portion of my childhood here in, in Oklahoma in Broken Arrow, and then most of my childhood I lived overseas as a missionary kid. And um, going over to Romania shortly after the the wall came down, after after communism had had left the country, um, I I saw how how different governments can be, how different nations can be because of those governmental leaders, and um, that really made me value and appreciate what we had in America. Um, and you know, every year I'd come back to to Oklahoma. This is where we, we were based out of. This is where we had our ministry base. So I still had my connections. Uh, to, to Broken Arrow, to the U.S., but I still really valued and appreciated it. So even when I was younger, I, I studied the, the Constitution, the Declaration, even the Articles of Confederation, um, really did, did a lot of research and and really valued and appreciated the, the history and the legacy that, that America is. And um, so that's kind of what, what really instilled in me that appreciation for what we have in America and how, you, how unique it is in the world. Um, then when I moved back uh, off the mission field, uh, to, back to Broken Arrow in 2007, um, that was the, the year that they were, had started talking about the, the TARP bank bailout and some of those things. And um, it really caught my attention because having lived over in Romania, um, just in a, in a short 10-year period, they had such massive inflation that it, that it had essentially wiped out people's entire retirement accounts. Wow. and the, the example I use is if if you had had a million of their currency in your in your bank account um, you know uh, early on you know a million is a substantial amount of, of, a, of a currency mm-hmm. well you could have gone and you could have withdrawn a million of that in cash and you could have gone and you could have purchased a really high-end vehicle or you know maybe a small condo or apartment or a small house or you know something of substance you could have you could have purchased something of quality something that would have been useful for you but if you kept that million of their of their currency in your in your savings account your bank account for 10 years and went and withdrew it 10 years later that million of their currency would only buy you four big mac meals and mcdonald's wow that's all it was worth because they just kept inflating their currency and printing it up and printing it up and printing it up more and more of their currency so you know when I moved back to to the states, back to Oklahoma, and and heard our our government talking about this the, the bank bailout, um, you know that they were saying was going to be seven hundred billion dollars. We don't have a, even a final total yet, but we know it's over two trillion dollars. In, in what it ended up costing, um, that to me was first of all unconstitutional. The mm-hmm. Federal government has has no authority to do that. But secondly, that's that's unsustainable. We cannot continue to perpetually get ourselves in debt forever. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, you got to pay the piper, and um, so that's what, what really caught my attention and got me more actively involved in in government and looking at the direction that our that our country was going. Um, because one thing that I think that we as Christians need to be aware of is, you know, we're not supposed to be ignorant of the devil's devices, and he'll use anything he can, including. Economic policies, you know, in, in ways to try and tear down a nation. Um, because people don't realize this, but the the bank bailout crisis, the housing uh, market crisis, was created by our own government. As as good of intentions as they might have had, they caused this by saying that banks had to provide loans to people, whether or not they could afford them. You know, that they had to provide mortgages uh, to people that didn't have a, a verifiable source of income. So they created this this housing bubble that caused the market crash. And if you look at the kind of the trickle-down effect, the repercussions for it, um, you know, giving is down in in churches, giving is down to missionaries, giving is down across the U.S. since we've been in this recession since 2008, the Great Recession. And so that does have an impact on the work of the ministry, on the gospel going forward. So we shouldn't be ignorant of all all these different ways that the enemy will attack. And that's what really got me involved in government.
0: Well, first of all, I I think that a lot of times, especially like I think back to myself in 2008, I mean, that's almost 10 years ago, right? So um, it it doesn't seem like that long ago, but I think that's just a sign of me getting older. But um, whenever you kind of look back at it, you don't realize the impact that some of the decisions that you make have. I'm sure that the government's intentions were – they felt like they were doing the right thing, or certain people did. Um, and what happened was, it, it just got it got to be a situation where it just got out of control, and, and somebody took advantage of that situation, or it perpetuated to where they didn't they didn't think enough about it to realize essentially what was coming because of that. So, you know, for me, it's when when I when I look back at myself then, and uh, you know the listeners that we have today that are, that are probably listening to this it's easy to get into that mindset of i'm invincible like not that that could happen to romania right but that's not going to happen mm-hmm. to the united states of america cuz you know we're awesome uh, you know we're americans we we're, we'll figure out a way we're going to make this this work sure. and and i think the romanians would tell us that it wasn't one specific thing it was all of these little things that chipped away at it and that it was really those Uh, those people who chose not to stand up or chose to ignore some of the things or they didn't look deep enough into it to realize that these things could negatively affect us. And so, first of all, I applaud you for kind of um, feeling compelled to do something about that because I think action, and we talk a lot about in the podcast, a lot of people decide to do things, but action is the most important part of leadership, is the most important part of really going above and beyond what needs to happen to, to grow. One of the other things uh, that I was kind of thinking about when you, were, when you were talking was being a, a missionary kid and going to Romania and obviously seeing a different world, and you talked about how you kind of really appreciate the United States and everything that we have. Do you feel like being elected officials... Do you think that's kind of your mission field? Is, that, is Do you feel like some of the history that you had from your family in terms of uh, reaching out and helping people, do you feel like that this role for you is essentially kind of your way uh, to impact cult- culture and, and represent God? Oh,
1: absolutely. Um, I, I know this is what God has called me to do. Um, I know this is where he, he wants me right now um, you know, what, what he has for the, for the future. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting him and, you know, seeking, seeking whatever he has in store for me, because that is my, my heart is to do whatever I can to be uh, the greatest good for, for the advancement of the kingdom so that more people can be, be born again by my actions. So that, that is my, my heart and my intent. And one thing that we have to realize is if you look at the areas that, that we as Christians have said, you know, I'm, uh, that, that's that's dirty. That's nasty. I'm not going to be involved with that, um, whether it's politics and government or maybe um, entertainment industry. You know, we're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be the salt. And when we when when we don't engage in those areas. You know, then, then they're not having that light. They're not having that—that's the salt of the earth. And so, it's no no wonder that they they they're getting dirtier and dirtier and nastier in some of those domains that we as the church have just said, okay, that's not our area to be involved with. No, we're we're supposed to be involved in every area of life and and be a witness and a salt and a light in every area of life. And um, government is especially impactful. I mean, entertainment helps to change and, and mold a culture, and, and we've seen how it's changed because of that. Absolutely. Media, you know, the, the, the church has gotten out of out of um, news and, and media and stuff, and, and we're seeing how impactful that can be. So my hope is that, that people, the, the Christians, would get more involved and engaged in some of these different industries that we've neglected for a long time. And that, that's going to require prayer, but it's also going to require action and, and people actually getting involved in them.
0: Well, you did talk a lot about prayer and praying for our country. At the time that we're recording this, so this is going to be released a little bit after the inauguration, but for us, the inauguration is coming up here in a couple of days. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, I was just thinking about as I was preparing for this is just, you know, how timely your message was about prayer, because we're about to have a major change in our government. Uh, and, you know, when you look at the results of the election and, and how, Essentially divided the country is in terms of mindset and everything else, we're we're approaching a very volatile time, I guess, uh, for our country. And I, I think that prayer for our elected officials is probably more important now than ever. Yes, and that's and that's one thing that um I wanna kinda caution people about
1: is often we as the as the church have a tendency, um, whoever it might be, um, to say, okay, our guy got in there, our guy's in office, so now we don't need to pray for them anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's just not the case. No matter, no matter who's in there, um, they, they need prayer. Now, depending on who it is, sure, they, they, they might need different kinds of prayer. If it's you know somebody that you know is a Christian, well, you don't need to pray for, for their salvation because obviously they have that. But um, if they are a Christian, they still need wisdom. They still need guidance. Uh, they absolutely need protection um, you know, hidden things need to be revealed because there's, there's attacks that are coming against them. Um, whether that's, you know, physical, you know, potential harm to, to them themselves, or if that's just an attack that's, you know, working against the, the good, positive things that they're trying to accomplish, you know, um, they, they need protection from those attacks and those things need to be revealed. And if it's, you know, not your guy in office, um, or somebody that you don't know, that they're born again, well, well, they need salvation just like anybody else, but they still need that wisdom. They still need wise wise counsel. They still need to to make those right decisions. So no matter who's in office, we absolutely have to pray for them. And, I mean, we have an obligation to that. and, And really it's first of all, that's what, you know, Paul writing to Timothy said. He said, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks made for all men, and he specifically mentions for kings and all that are in authority so that we can lead a quiet and peaceful life. So if we want to have that good life, we have to pray for for our leaders um, and especially for Kings Nulhu and all who in authority.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I'll do at the uh, the end of this podcast, too, is I believe you actually had a little prayer card that, uh, that you had for yourself, but also it can be kind of universal to a lot of the other elected officials that we have. So, uh, I can either share, I can share that in the share, the show notes, but we can also, if you have it handy, you can kind of read it off and, and that'll just be a nice little reminder to our audience too. Uh, you know, I, I love the fact that, uh, you kind of talked about that, you know, just because your guy's in doesn't mean that you, you stop at that point. And I, I think a lot of times I'll, I'll even fall into that mindset, too. It's like, okay, we got the right guy in there. You know, we we, we did our job, and, and now, you know, we just kind of let him go, you know. And uh, it's not that. It's it's one of those things where we really have to be actively involved in in keeping, um, keeping on praying for those people because those are the people that represent us, and they are faced with decisions on a daily basis uh, that they need to make sure that they're protecting essentially – our country and and protecting our rights. Um, You talked a lot about the story of Daniel in Daniel six and uh, being bold and and standing up into unjust situations. And uh, as I was kind of doing a little bit of research on you and and kind of going through stuff, I came across a YouTube video of you on the Piers Morgan show. And uh, you were talking to him about the uh, act that you put together called the Piers Morgan constitutional right to keep and bear arms without infringement act and i w- I couldn't help but uh kind of draw some parallels between you talking about you know standing up in unjust situations and then actually seeing a video of you actually going into essentially the lion's den uh to where you know I don't think he was too thrilled that you put his name on on a bill like that, so kind of tell me a little bit about like what what kind of came from that and uh you know, do you really feel like that that was a, or potentially a situation where you were put in a position to stand up? Um,
1: I, I I totally believe that that, that was a situation that um, God had, had prepared me for. Um, in fact, um, I had—and and I didn't just, you know, uh, my, obviously my trust was in God, but I did my own due diligence as well. You know, I, I purchased Piers Morgan's book uh, uh, a couple months before I filed the bill because I was, you know, thinking about it and prayerfully considering it and everything. So I had purchased his book, and obviously I, I talked with other people about it, and um, my family and and some friends were very positive about it. Um, but everybody else I talked to said, "No, I, you know, I I shouldn't go on the show. That he would, um, you know, tear me tear me apart and everything." Um, but I knew that it was an opportunity just to stand up for for what was right, and um, so I had purchased the book a couple months in advance but I once he challenged me to come on the show I actually took that weekend to read the entire book a couple of times and and jot down some notes and different things um so that I was I was adequately prepared for it um and I think he just thought I was going to be some some okey that you know wouldn't know my stuff and everything so he thought he would just just roll over me on it <laughs> but you know he, he he was a a very vocal advocate of in, infringing on on people's rights and especially on, on the right to to keep and bear arms, our, our Second Amendment right. And that is one thing that, that is uniquely American, that, that has kept us so free for so long, and it is something that is enshrined in our Constitution. And because I am a, a huge proponent of, of the Second Amendment, that doesn't mean that I want people that are uncomfortable with guns to have to go out and purchase a gun. I'm not trying to force them to to do something that they're uncomfortable with. I'm just saying, don't infringe on other people's rights. You know, mm-hmm. those people that, that are comfortable with that, that have gone through the training that, that do want to exercise that right, let them exercise that right. Um, that's like, um, somebody saying, somebody once said that, you know, just because you have nothing to say, doesn't mean that you should infringe on the freedom of speech of others, Right. you know, yeah. you know, it's just because you don't want to say anything. Okay. That doesn't mean you should stop other people from, from being able to speak, speak their mind and stuff. Um, so I, I saw this as an opportunity to to, to stand up um, to someone in media who 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 was using that position um, to uh, promote uh, you know something that that could be harmful to our country and, and and to our future. And I think that there are different opportunities that that we receive that we have throughout life to be able to do that. Um, you know, I mean, when I sh- when I shared at our lunch, I just I mentioned Daniel, I and and I went quick because we didn't have a whole lot of time. But whenever I go into into churches and actually minister on this, you know, uh, for a, a full sermon, you know, I talk about Esther, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you look throughout the Bible, there's all kinds of examples of God's people that were standing up in, in unjust situations, willing to lay down their lives. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace. Daniel was was thrown into the lion's den. So, um, you know, when when we talk about civil disobedience or standing up for what's right, the thing that we as Christians have to understand is that there might be a price to pay. And and that's something that we here in America don't realize a lot, even with our own faith, you know, in, in other parts of the world, Christians are still being martyred. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to take that stand because they have such strong belief in their Lord and Savior, Jesus. And so, you know, we have it easy here in America. I mean, if we stand up for what we believe in, yeah, we might get called a name or something, no. but we're not going to be beheaded like other people are. Yeah. And and for some reason we've still shied away from that. So I hope the church um, sees the importance of, of being more vocal, being more bold, not, not antagonistic, not, you know, attacking people, not, you know, nothing like that, but just standing our ground in, in love, in, you know, in, in a good example, in a good way. Um, but hopefully more people will realize the importance of doing that.
0: Yeah, and I think the the challenge that you run into sometimes is when you stand your ground, it almost feels like they turn it right back around on you and say that you're being either judgmental or not loving or you're not encompassing essentially what, what God would do. And it, it, it feels like it they know enough of the Bible to try to throw things back at you. And so you almost have to be prepared. Um, for situations like that because you know what the response is going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know that, like, for example, with, with Piers Morgan, you know, he was trying to nitpick down to, you know, I think it was um, mentally unstable people and basically kind of using that that small percentage to say, you know, we should have massive changes to our gun laws because of this instance. And and they always go to point to those certain things. So you knew you knew going into that that he was going to talk about it. You obviously knew about the... Uh, I think it was a, was it a candy or something like that that you <laughs> the, that
1: the was Kinder outlawed? egg, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I,
1: I grew up in Europe and we had those, and that was one of the examples that he used in his book. Yeah, uh, was that that argument of a Kinder egg is outlawed in America, but not guns. And so as soon as I saw that on sitting on his desk, I knew okay, well this is this is the argument he's going to use, and I had an argument you know
0: prepared for that in response. So. Yeah, and and I think that's just one of those things where you know whenever you're in those situations or you're choosing to stand up, I think one of the things that you did uh, was you prepared. You, you 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 got to know first and foremost uh, what you wanted to accomplish. You know, you were standing on the Constitution. You know that inside and out. And you'd also know, um, you know, your heart and what, what you're – the people that you're representing. But you also had an idea of – what their side was. So I don't think we should always be necessarily closed-minded to the, the things that people are trying to say to us and just say, you know, no, 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 it's this, this. I think sometimes they just want to be heard and listened to, but at the same time, you need to be be able to speak intelligently about what they're trying to to kind of argue the point with. And in that case, you, I think you can do it and not be judgmental. You I think you can do it and just have a uh, an educated, intellectual conversation about that. And I think that's mm-hmm. what... Is more going to change people's mindsets than it will be slamming your hand on your Bible and just saying, you know no one's touching my guns i I think sometimes it's the tact uh, the tactic that you use uh, that can be just as effective as the message Absolutely, I agree. yeah, so well with that i I, I want to kind of give an opportunity now for you to kind of talk about um, how we can really pray for our officials uh, If you don't mind, I don't know if you have it, but if you can kind of pull up that that prayer. Uh, that you have, I I would love to kind of close on that because I think that would be a great way, especially kind of going into, uh, for us this week and and for others, you know, just into this year, you know, going into it with a different mindset of, you know, I'm going to be – I'm going to be proactive in praying for my government officials and supporting those people. You talked a lot about um, reaching out to your representatives and identifying your representatives and I want to challenge our audience not my my whole audience isn't isn't all located in oklahoma it's it, it goes across the country, and so you know find ways to build a relationship with the people that represent you and make sure that they know essentially what the people in their their district or wherever else. Uh, what you believe and what 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 you're hoping for them to achieve there. So uh, if you don't mind, kind of give us a, a a real good understanding of how we can how we can pray. what 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 should we be hitting on? Well, one of the main things um, is wisdom. Um, that's something that that we all need, yeah, in this life. Um,
1: and of course, we can get that um, through God's word, through through counsel, um, in in many various different ways. Um, but we need wisdom as, as elected officials, um, especially in in the state legislature, in the capacity that I serve. And there's all kinds of things that I deal with that I never thought I would deal with. Um, just the other day I was reading through Title 45, which deals with mines yeah. and mining. Um, well, I'm, <laughs> that's not my background. That's not my experience or expertise. Uh, yeah, I've been in a mine <laughs> once or twice before, but <laughs> outside of that, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience in that. So I need wisdom in, in dealing with stuff like that. When legislation comes across my desk that I have to vote on, yes or no, I need to know, you know, I need to have wisdom um, and, and wise counsel. And of course, I do my due diligence, I do my research, but um, that, that godly wisdom can help in making those decisions that long-term uh, impact people's people's businesses, their finances, their lives in so many different ways that we might not even realize. So uh, first and foremost, you know, we we definitely need wisdom. Um, for, for our elected officials. So I encourage everybody to, to, to pray for that. Like I previously mentioned, um, protection as well. You know, I've had plenty of people that have, um, you know, told me at various times that they wish I was dead, um, or that I would catch a bullet. Or, you know, when I ran pro-life bills, they, you know, mentioned that they wished that I had been aborted <laughs> so I wouldn't be around, um, and, wow. and different things like that. So, um, people don't realize, um, the the threats that are out there, especially for those that are in more of the the public eye, the public light. Um, so we we do need protection. We need uh, you know, and that's something that I pray for myself. You know, Psalms ninety one that angels are sh- surrounding about protecting me, that I won't even strike my foot against a stone, and you know, believing those different things. But the more people that are praying that, um, you know, that the more encouragement we receive, and knowing that 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 God is protecting us, and that people are praying for that as well, and then um, guidance. Um, uh, with legislation, with all these different things, um, you know that that we would know where we should be, where we should go, uh, the different meetings we should attend, just all those different things that so we would make the best use of our of our time and in praying for guidance. Um, and then one thing that I especially encourage people to pray for is divine contacts, because you never know um, what God has in store with somebody that you might meet at you know at at a, at a random event that yeah. the, the long term not just could be helpful or beneficial to me but i look for it more as how can i be helpful and beneficial to them mm-hmm. maybe you know uh sometime down the road they're going to uh, have a situation in their life that um i can help them out as as their state senator that or maybe not even as their state senator but just a state senator that they met because i was speaking at their you know, their nephew's graduation, and they happen to come up and, and speak to me afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that connection, I, I might be able to help them in the future. So believing God for those, those divine contacts. And then especially um, the Ephesians prayers, because it covers a lot of these things. Ephesians chapter one and, and chapter three both have prayers that uh, the Apostle Paul um, in, encouraged people to pray. And um, so that's something that I encourage people to pray for themselves, too, because it it talks about the eyes of their understanding being enlightened and, and wisdom and knowledge and all those things. But if people were to pray that for for our government leaders, I believe our, our leaders would be making wiser decisions and better decisions. So those are kind of some of the, the main things that I that I encourage people to to pray when praying for our leaders.
0: Awesome. Well, Nathan, thank you again for taking the time and, and and definitely thank you for choosing to, first of all, follow your passions, but also, you know, take a take a role that's not an easy role to be in. I mean, you kind of hear about that stuff, um, but I, I guess when it's not really directed at you, you probably don't think as much about it. But when you hear those those people saying those specific things and it's your life that they're talking about, I'm pretty sure that it, that can be really hard to listen to. And so that's, that's where you got to trust in the Lord for sure. So, you know, we'll definitely be praying for wisdom for you. Uh, We'll be praying for that that divine protection, for guidance, uh, and definitely those contacts. I'm a big proponent, and... um you know, your network is your net worth, and and really trying to be proactive of, of reaching out to people, and, and I think you are doing that, but also having those people drawn to you so that you can have those conversations and, and hopefully help those people uh, moving forward. I think this will be beneficial to not just our group, but pretty much anyone that listens to to know that just because you have an elected official doesn't mean that that's where your responsibility stops. Your res- your responsibility once whether it's a person that you voted into office or not is to continue to support them with prayer and build relationships with them so that they can accurately represent what you do. Because it takes a lot to become a representative. What you're doing, I believe, is bringing light not just to your community, but to our country and and, and ultimately to the world. Nathan, thank you for everything you do, and we'll catch everybody on the next podcast. (music) Young Businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.